are so many men and women in the Bible who I would love to be friends with. And Sarah of the Old Testament is one of those women. She was not a woman without weaknesses, but she eventually experienced the miraculous and supernatural hand of God on her life. Even though Sarah was strong-willed, opinionated, and spoke her mind when she should have stayed quiet, God still had a plan for her life, just like he does for you and for me, in spite of our human weaknesses. This is Bible teacher and author Carol McLeod, and I'm your host every weekday on a jolt of joy right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. Thanks for joining me as we go digging for extraordinary and miraculous treasures in the Word of God. Now let's get started on our current Bible study entitled Real Life. loved Sarah in the Old Testament. You know, with all of her prickles, her lack of faith, and her inability to control her emotions, here was a woman that I could relate to. I just love Sarah. The truth is, I could have been friends with a woman like Sarah. She intrigues me, and I think that I can relate to her. Because just like Sarah wasn't perfect, well, neither am I. Just like Sarah struggled with people and with events, well, so do I. Just like Sarah dealt with disappointment, so have I. There's a little bit of Sarah in all of us, and today we're going to study her real-life issues. I hope that you and I don't make some of the same mistakes that Sarah made, but I hope that you and I can enter into the plan of God for our lives just like Sarah did, and yet not go kicking and screaming as we follow. So let's meet Sarah. Open if you will, with me today in Genesis chapter 11, and we're going to begin by reading verses 26 through 30. Terah lived 70 years and became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now, these are the records of the generations of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father, Terah, in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abraham and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iskar. And Sarai was barren. She had no child." The Bible could have told us many different things about Sarai in this introductory paragraph. It could have told us what she looked like, where she was from, who her family was, how they met. All of these things are told about other women in the Bible. But about Sarai, what we hear initially is who she is not. Sarai is not a mom. She is barren. There were no baby showers for her. She never had the joy of feeling movement in her womb. There was no baby to wake her up in the middle of the night. There was no need for that rocking chair in Sarai's family room. Now, this is not the end of Sarai's story, and whatever you're going through today is not the end of your story either. If you're focusing on an inadequacy in your life, know that heaven has the power to fill in all of your empty spots. If you are defined by who you are not, remember that God is not finished with you yet, just like he wasn't finished with Sarai. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. 
Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who curse you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his nephew and all their possessions which they had accumulated and the persons which they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. So at this point in Sarai's story, she is 65 years old and Abram is 75 years old. They've probably been married for about 50 years at this point. Can you imagine 50 years of empty arms, 50 years of unanswered prayers, 50 years of disappointment and of dealing with the fact that you are less than every other woman you know. Do you have a hard time when you compare yourself with other people's lives? I'm sure that Sarai did as well. You know, for you and me, it's Maybe somebody else's size or weight. For you and me, maybe it's the way someone else's children behave and the way ours don't behave. Perhaps we compare other people's spouses or mothers or homes or vacations or education or retirement accounts or health. For Sarai, it was other women's children. It was always about her barrenness. And yet into her barrenness, God speaks. What? God, this is impossible. Don't you know that Sarai is barren? And yet God spoke to Abram, her husband, and says, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abram, I'm going to make you a great nation. This is impossible. Well, you know what? God's promises are aimed at human possibilities. If it was something that you could make happen in your own strength, you wouldn't need God. You would just need you. When God makes a promise to a human being, it's due to an impossible situation in their life. And you know what? God never exaggerates. God never overpromises. He is a man of his word. God is faithful to his word. So, Abram obeyed God and moved just as God told him to move. So now let's read Genesis 12, verses 10 through 20. Now, this is a long portion of scripture, but you can do it. Hang in there. Now, there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came about when he came near to Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, See now, I know that you're a beautiful woman, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you're my sister, so that it may go well with me because of you, 
and that I may live on account of you. And it came about when Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Therefore he treated Abram well for her sake, and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Then Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they escorted Abram away and his wife and all that belonged to him. Now, Sarai might have been barren, but she was also beautiful. She was gorgeous. She was what you would call a looker. She was statuesque. She was unforgettable. And out of fear, Abram lied. It was actually half of a lie because Sarai was indeed his half-sister. If Pharaoh thought that Abram was Sarai's brother... Abram would actually be given a place of honor in Pharaoh's home. And Abram, do you know what his great mistake was? He did not trust God's protection for his life. Sarai bought into Abram's fear and she compromised her very identity. You know, fear will always cause you to question who you really are. Fear will always cause you to wonder if God is able to take care of you or not. Fear will cause you to compromise your faith and will cripple your ability to be who you were created to be. Fear and insecurity are both real life issues, aren't they? Let's read what Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 7 says about this very issue. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This is a good scripture for you to memorize, especially those of you who deal with fear and insecurity. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your life is not in your own hands. Your life is not in another man or another woman's hands, but your life, my friend, is in God's hands. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to lean into your own understanding, but just acknowledge him. Just declare, God, you will make a way where there seems to be no way. God, you are well able to take care of me no matter how the odds are stacked against me. God, you can make my paths straight. Listen, don't be wise in your own eyes. That's what Proverbs 3 verse 7 says. Don't be a know-it-all. You don't have a better idea than God. You can fully put your life into the protection of God's care. If there's anybody you're going to fear, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You don't need to lie or to exaggerate to make your case seem stronger. You can trust the God who cares. Well, I hope that you'll join me tomorrow as we continue this riveting story of Abram and Sarai and see what God does for them. You know, I can assure you that whatever God did for Sarai and Abram, he is well able to do it for you as well.
Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.